I've got Greg X. Voles on on the phone here. I'll explain why I emphasize that last name in just a minute, but uh, we want to give Greg a chance to say hello to everybody. So, Greg, say hello to our audience. Hello, everybody in the Colorado Springs area. And actually throughout the world, we're an internet radio station, so you're talking to folks throughout the whole U.S. Well, to all of our Petra fans, a greetings and salutations and blessings. So I had a listener, I, I just kind of automatically say Greg X, I said Greg X volts for years and years, and I had a listener a few weeks ago who, he sent me a text and he corrected me. He said, it's Vols, V-O-L-Z, not V-O-L-T-Z. Have you had folks do that your entire life to you? Uh, you know, I answer to everything pretty much if it's dinner. So, <laughs> hey, you know, but uh, that's just one of those things, uh, you know, like Tennessee Vols with a Z. Uh, I've been, I mean, there are people that even to this day call me Volts, you know. Um, road managers used to call me Voltage. Oh. Hey, well- Voltage. Uh which kind of that's another story but it does not bother me i just it's just what it is it's one of those names that uh you could be uh i don't know you could be radio especially because i i it was a years ago i was doing a concert in uh well i think it was texas somewhere and and i was out in the lobby i was talking to the person that was at the table and these people came in and they about two dozen of them went Wait a minute! This isn't Ray Bolts. This is Greg Bolts. I said, "Yeah." I turned. Around, I said, "Yeah." It sounds the same on the radio, doesn't it? I said, you might as well say it's going to be a good concert. They didn't have a clue who I was. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! Wow! <laughs> that was funny. That's yeah, funny. Those long hairs. But um, now we were. It does we, not matter. That's good. We, we were talking just before we came on the air. Um, you're in Texas. The rest of the guys are all in Nashville, and. Uh, I want yeah. you to finish your. Well, you're, I, I, I was talking about how I just moved to Colorado Springs a year and a half ago. My wife and I, yeah. having moved from California, are trying to adjust the weather. And you mentioned you and you and your wife had been in Colorado Springs about a, a year and a half or something like that ago. Go ahead and, and share what you were trying to share with me. Well, uh, we there is a uh, a venue there that's um, 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 it's actually an art gallery, and uh, a long time I guess I've known Mike. Maddox for probably 51 years and but he said hey would the band come out here and and it's only about 200 seats that's as many as we can get it but you could, you could do two nights and I said I called the guys and told them what what the offer was and they said oh let's go do it so we came out and actually uh he's planning to bring us back next year again oh cool uh to uh whatever that center is tri-lakes the tri-lakes center I think that's it yes and uh, the thing that I, I came to realize right away was that we were over 7,000 feet there. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of oxygen when you start <laughs> going for notes. Oh, that's true. My son... But yes, we, my- we plan on coming back. The guys really enjoyed it. It's very intimate. It's a, it's a beautiful little venue. Uh, I know they got a brand new sound system in there. And uh, it's good. will be fun to do. So we'll see. I'd say probably spring, sometime in the spring. I'll be looking for that definitely. Yeah, two things about Colorado Springs. It is um, it is high altitude, so if you're not used to it, it can really get to you. And then the other thing is the weather can change on a dime. It can be one way in the morning and completely change in the afternoon. We learned that as well. 61, 61 on one day and 
29 and snowing the next day. Exactly. We there. Yes, it, yep. it can definitely do that. So um, I, have, I have an interesting question for you. I had read that uh, you, you went to Illinois State University and that you were in a band called Gideon's Bible. Now, my understanding is you really didn't come to know Jesus until you were part of the E-Band. So we're talking about before the E-Band. I find it a little bit uh, ironic that you were in a band called Gideon's Bible before you even knew the Lord. Is this true? Yeah, that is true. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but, you know, the, they actually was spelled G I A D A. And apostrophe s, like the man Gideon, oh, his name. Okay. So it was a it was a spirit, it was a religious trip because we were we were a more on the uh, yoga Eastern philosophy vegetarians at the time, and um, but that band uh, actually became pretty well known in the Midwest. We had a, a record on the charts, and then uh, we did some shows with Janis Joplin in Chicago now the week, and then we did some festivals with you know, who knows how many people, B.B. King and groups like uh, The Flock, The Rotary Connection out of Chicago. And I mean, it was an up and coming. And then we got a letter from the Gideon's International Association <laughs> signed by 26 lawyers. Oh, my goodness. Saying, you will change your name. Now, the, the weird thing is that the people started calling us the Bible. Oh. Hey, the Bible's playing over at this place. The Bible's playing at, at, at Clues Hall at, at Butler University. The Bible's playing and. And it was to me that sacrilegious now, but we were all uh, searching for the truth. Mm. And and uh, one evening we were all invited to dinner by a little German lady that knew the Lord, and uh, it was a setup. And a friend of hers walked in. He began to speak to us in a in an authority that we had never heard. And when he said that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, I mean, the whole, the whole, let's just say this, at the end of that three-hour carpet washing, <laughs> all of the members of the band became a Jesus band for God. Oh, man. And uh, we got baptized in a horse trough three days later, and uh, the man that led us to the Lord never told us to cut our hair. He told us to play, get this, Jesus rock. And I said, well, what is that? He said, I don't know. I just heard the Lord say that to me. Jesus rocked. <laughs> so this was two and a half years before Petra. Yeah. But so anyway, so we, uh, this was right in the transition. And we, it was like, we just were talking about the name change. Mm -hmm. And we thought, we felt like, get this, before we, and I say this, uh, we, before we gave our hearts to the Lord, uh, or got, as they say, we got saved, uh, born again. You know, we had already had looked at what we're going to do with the name, and then we had we felt like all of us agreed that the Lord, the Lord, whoever He was, uh, wanted us to, to be E. And then He confirmed it after we got saved with Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. So, what a surprise to us! And so we we just went out, set up anywhere they let us play. We drew a crowd. We preached uh, mostly out of John. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I think uh, my memory is correct. We baptized about two thousand people that year. Oh. Um, uh, that next within that next year, that and the churches didn't want them. Not, they were long-haired hippies. They were hangovers from the hippie movement, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we were searching, and when the Bible says, "When you seek, you find," we didn't know until we stumbled over it <laughs> what the truth was, and we found out that that Jesus 
was the truth. The truth was a person. Yes. So what a surprise, huh? Yeah. Hey, I, I, kind of a, an off-the-wall question in a way. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm 65 years old. I got saved and mm-hmm. came to know Jesus in 72 as a high schooler. And uh, mm-hmm. um, it seems to me, when I, when I think about uh, my own personal experience, that uh, like you, the testimony you share, or similar experiences like Chuck Gerard and Carrie Livgren have shared, and so many others, it seemed like we lived in a gener- my, my generation, the 60s and 70s, it was kind of a generation where we were actively seeking the truth, and I'm not sure I see that as much today as I saw back then. I just was wanted to get your opinion on that. I I, I concur. Um, I think that, of course, the 60s and 70s, uh, everything was still, I'll call, we thought was normal. Uh, uh, we didn't know what was really going on behind the scenes, but, but life was pretty good, and and Jesus was not, uh, Christians were not being persecuted as much today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, television shows had, you know, God in it and, and all kinds of things that we would say, well, that was really interesting. But um, today, because of the electronic, get this, uh, the electronic age, the E-age. Now, <laughs> here's here's my story. I don't know how many years ago it was that, you know, I asked the Lord questions, and he actually responds. He actually speaks to me. And people, what? Somebody said to me, well, what, what do you mean God spoke to you? I said, well, yeah, God, God's vo- he has a voice. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, when your mother calls your name from the next room, you know that's your mother, right? Because you know that voice? Yeah. I said, well, God has a voice. He has a sound. And when he speaks to you, you will know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was asking, I said, Lord, why E? And then he said, E tickets, email. It was a prophetic, it was something for the future. The band was a forerunner of what was to come, but we didn't get the whole picture, which we still don't yeah. get the whole picture. But um, so today I look at everything that is evolved around the, the, uh, the, you know, the E, the E age, so to speak. Yeah. Big semi is going down the road with E on him, and I'm going, that is too weird. Man. <laughs> uh, that's too weird. That is. But, you know, we got stories. I got lots of stories. Well, yeah, we can save that for maybe another time. I would love to do yeah. do a, kind of a long-form interview another time with you. But we're here to talk sure. about CPR. Before we get to CPR, I just want to ask you, you've been doing this for like 50-plus years. Um how in the world do you keep your voice and and yourself physically in shape after all these years? Well, you know, uh, my life changed radically when I gave my heart to Jesus in 1970, hmm. in October the twenty October the twenty fifth, and uh, I I totally my lifestyle totally changed. You know, I was just we were really I call us pot smoking hippies at the time, uh-huh. and that that all changed that all changed and went away and the the strength and the source became jesus now i will say this i sing every day i wake up singing i wake up with a song in my head and my wife says well if he doesn't wake up singing we're going to have a tough day (laughs) it's just it's just what i do i sing Mm. and because i'm happy i sing because i'm free (laughs) uh I I love to sing, and so part of that is that I, I'm always, and I, I have some exercises I do, 
I definitely eat very healthy. I take care of my body. I don't abuse it, uh, you know, with substances that are not good for me. Mm. And uh, so I think part of that is, and part of it is that, you know, uh, I took some time off from really hard touring. Yeah. And that gave me a little bit of break. But, you know, right now my voice is as strong as it ever was, strangely enough. Oh, praise the and, Lord. Uh, I was going to say, what, what's the story behind CPR, Classic Petra Resurrection? How did that all come about? Well, it actually started in uh, 2010 when, again, I got a call from a promoter, and it was in Texas, and he said, he wanted to know, he said, hey, listen, Greg, would you put a band together? Now, I'm, you know, nothing is happening with, with CPR or Classic Petra at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, hey, would you put a band together and go out with do 20 dates with Whiteheart? And I said, what? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And, I, and of course, I actually said, no, these are, this is guarantees, blah, blah. And for some reason, and I have no idea, you know, I look at the scriptures and I see where one time a donkey talks to one of the prophets and asked him, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> so um, I felt like I was a donkey. I said to him, uh, I said, well, yeah, I can do that, but why not just have Petra do it? And he went, what? Can can you do that? I said, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to call my old partner, and I'm going to ask him. So I called my old partner, and um, I said, Bob, um, here's what the deal is. He says, oh, are we talking guarantees? I said, yeah. He said, well, yeah, I'll tell John what I'm doing, but yeah, let's do that. And then the same week, I get an email from our production manager, our road manager, production manager, hadn't talked to him in 25 years, and he was moving back to Nashville from Southern California. And uh, and uh, he said, what are you doing? I said, looks like we're getting the band back together. He said, he said, I'm in. And so what I didn't know is that after he left Petra, he went on to work with every major act in the business. So he called the president of Sony at his home and said, hey, I got this old band and more. He said, Mike, whatever you want to do. So all of a sudden signed it up with Sony. Oh my he called William Morris and said, hey, man, I got, hey, whatever you say, Mike. And so we had William Morris took on the booking. Next thing you know, we're on an international tour right immediately. We start in Australia and then we go from there to Europe. I mean, it was crazy what we did. But so the band is out doing music cruises and, and, um, and did a video with for TBN, a, a television uh, special. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're up and running. And then about two and a half years into it, a uh, uh, guitar player decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And I understand what's going on, family, wife, uh, health, all kinds of things. And so everything shut down for a number of years. And I said to John and Louie, I said, I don't know about you, but I'm doing another record. And they said, well, we want to do it. And I said, well, okay. And then we found... Ronnie Cates was a Petra bass player, played on the record. Greg Bailey, Petra bass player, played on the record, cello, and became the live Petra bass player. And then uh, Kirk Henderson, my old guitar player from the River's Rising days, came on board as a guitar player, and we recorded another CD, which was another a miracle. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, when the man walks up to you and says, and Louis friend of Louis, he was having lunch with him in San Antonio. A man walked, a, a pastor walked up to him, had lunch with him, said, Louis, 
The Lord told me you guys are supposed to do the record, another record, and handed him a check for ten thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! And, I, and he called me and he said, "Greg, what am I supposed to do?" I said, "Take the money." <laughs> and I called John Larry. I said, "John, I have ten thousand dollars." He said, "Let's get started." And then someone else came along and said, "Hey, listen, I got ten thousand dollars." And then the next thing we knew, we had a budget for a record without asking anyone for a penny. Now that to me says. God's written yeah. all over it. Oh, definitely. So you didn't do any kind and of cr- fun, said, crowd okay, fundraising. What's, what's, this, what's you, this about? What's this about? He said, prodigals, go get them. He said, there are, and he said to me, there are millions of prodigals out there. Hmm. And this music will reach them. Many of them grew up on your music and are not walking with the Lord. Go get them. So that's what we're doing. Cool. And uh, we're stimulating, we're flan- we're flaming the dimly burning wick. <laughs> there, there you go. Hey, how did yeah, you how did you guys how did you guys choose the songs that you put on Back to the Rock too? Uh, actually, I I we had told everybody write a list, and it was strangely enough that there were all the guys picked almost all the same songs except for the next question that you're going to ask, and yeah. that is why Dream On, and. Uh, of course, I had put this on Come Out Fighting in 87. Yeah. Uh, and uh, part of it was because it was supposed to be a crossover record on Word. It was supposed to do a crossover on it. Hmm. And then they pulled the plug on it. But um, I got permission to u- to record it and change the words. I didn't get any, I don't get any royalty for it. But now when we got these other songs and i'm listening to them and i'm thinking okay lord you said to me prodigals well what is the biggest thing that prodigals need they need to reconnect with their dream yes with the vision that god's given them because people perish because they lose their dreams Mm. and uh so and the guy said okay you can you still sing it i said absolutely so um we decided to put it on to go with that theme uh, because that's our primary, and I know people are going to get blessed and encouraged, Christians that show up. You know, they sing all the songs with you. Yeah. They're out there singing them, and it's fun. We have, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. It's a, uh, it's a joint thing we do together. We sing together, uh, but we rock, and uh, I like to always make sure that I give people a chance to respond to whatever's happening in the room. Uh, as an invitation, and you know that's that's the way it works. I, you know, we've seen uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, make decisions as a result of our concerts. Mm. So, um, that, that, why not? That's that's uh, reflecting back. I mean, not just currently, but reflecting back on your life as a whole, your time as with Petra, your time as a solo artist. Do you sometimes look back and think? I am absolutely amazed at what God has done through my life all these years. Totally. Huh. Totally. Blow night. I actually, I, I'm a little nervous about it. I'm a little uh, anxiety prone because I know that I cannot do this, but I know that he can. And I have experiences of times when I was so sick with bronchitis and went, and when I put my foot on the stage, all of the symptoms left. And when I left the stage, all the symptoms came back. Oh, and wow. you just can't answer that question other than that's God's doing. 
Oh yeah. Um, so a yeah. couple a couple of final questions here, Greg. Sure. Um, at at this, and you've kind of answered this a little bit, but at this stage in your life, you're an older person, kind of like myself. Um, Seriously. How do you, how do you view your purpose in your ministry at this stage of your life? Well, I I'm very healthy. Uh, every once in a while, I have a little this or that, but you know, no nothing life threatening. Uh, it's called going old with age, <laughs> but I I see um, in the future I do see um, I want to call it mentoring young musicians and young uh, music ministers about what I have seen and been through, including the pitfalls and the traps. Mm-hmm. I call them slips and falls. But um, mostly I've got, I have 10 albums worth of music in my computer that I've written over the last 20 years that no one has heard. And I plan to keep making records. I think that I have, I told someone, I said, you know, I think I got another five years. And they said, nah, 10. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? But then I remember years ago, I did a a show, uh, a Pat Boone Celebrity Spectacular in uh, Chattanooga, and Perry Como was on the bill. And mm. He was seventy-eight years old, and he was preciously, he was perfect. And thought, "Whoa!" So I know he's not singing A above high C all the time, <laughs> but uh, still, uh, as long as I can do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out there. I won't do as many, you know, I won't be on the road three hundred days a year. But you know, I think we could probably go do forty or fifty concerts a year. And the guys can still have their life to do recording and whatever they do. I got, you know, I've got three, John and Greg Bailey and myself are all engineers. We're all recording engineers. So uh, we work, you know, there's stuff we do. I, I, I've done some stuff with just recently with Kerry Livgren for his cantata. And then he's got another thing coming out that I worked with him on. He sends me this stuff. And, you know, we've been friends since 83, 84, maybe. Wow. Uh, and I'm glad he's doing, he's still doing it. So, and he's been through a tough time. So yeah, Carrie had a stroke, uh, just a few years ago. Yeah. If he can do it, we can Hmm. do it. So all in God's plan. Yep. Hey, um, what's your plans for Thanksgiving this year? Um, uh, one of our older, well, actually our oldest son, uh, is moved to Oklahoma and has, a ranch up there and I'll call it a farm cause they've got, they've got goats, they've got chickens, they have sheep, they've got, uh, uh, al- they're getting alpacas before Thanksgiving <laughs> and, uh, they're going to have uh, miniature donkeys. And I'm thinking what? So we're thinking we're going to go up and spend Thanksgiving with them for about three and a half hours North up in a no out in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. so that's what we're going to do. All right. Um, and I'm probably going to enjoy. I probably, you know, I'm pretty good in the kitchen, so oh, I'm going to nice. get in there. And, oh yeah, cool. We're going to do some stuff. So hope to see you in Colorado Springs next year. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to it. One one final thing, leading. I've got uh, Dream On queued up from the CPR um, Back to yeah. the Rock Two album. I got to ask you about this. I was watching a show about the top ten songs from 1973 just like three nights ago. And it turns out that this song by Aerosmith was like the the number three song from that year. 
and um, yeah. it's on your Come Out Fighting album, which we've played a lot. It's, I think it's the, the number one song that people like from your solo work. What is it about this song that you uh, that you like so much? Well, it, it connects with with the inner the inner uh, dream of people. You know, I mean, uh, I did change a few. You've got to lose in order to win. I mean, you know, it's like Jesus said, unless you lose your life for my sake, you won't gain it. So there's a point of 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 dying to what what you really want, and to let the Lord put it in your heart. So. I think when he and I think he places a, a, a dream in every person's heart, every person, mm. and because of uh, circumstances, many times that gets squished. And my heart is to see people fulfill the potential that they were created to fulfill. And I know with with God's help, they can do that. Amen. Well, Brother Greg, thanks for uh, spending so much time. I kept you longer than planned, but you're just so interesting. Okay. Couldn't help it. So, Greg, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, brother. God bless you, and uh, good health and good ministry to you. My pleasure. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.